0: Virginia Tech fans, Rutgers fans, college football fans, or friends of the podcast, this is Billy Ray Mitchell of the Sons of Saturday kicking off this episode because this episode is a little bit different than normal. So this is, quote-unquote, the preview podcast, but in reality, this is really kind of a pom-pom session for New Jersey and um, kind of just getting an opportunity to talk a little bit about where we grew up. Um, So... Matt Rivera and Willie Kranick, uh, really good friends of the podcast. They joined the show. Um, They will be holding it down with Pat and myself for the Hokie Haiku, Hokie history, storylines, and score predictions. But I'm going to give a really quick um, summation and preview of Rutgers defense and offense before I kick it over to that. Um, By the way, NSFW, uh, it was a little bit off the rails, but hey. That comes with the Jersey Territory, so just letting you know. Maybe don't listen with the kids in the car. Um, not None of that happens yet, but when we do kick it over, I did want to just let you all know. Um, I am going to also be doing another podcast on this feed and this YouTube channel. I will be joining Sam Jesse for Behind Enemy Lines. I'm joining Todrick Hunt, so Todrick Hunt covered Paramus Catholic and the Big North and Rutgers back when I was getting recruited uh, back in 2014. He still does it now. That is going to be a much more analytical uh, dive into kind of who Rutgers is. Um, So if you're interested in just talking about the game, that is probably more for you than this would be. If you want to kick back and have a good time and talk, that is what this podcast will be. So without further ado, I will jump into that really quickly and then I'll kick it over to the group discussion. Virginia Tech travels to SHI Stadium to play Rutgers at 3.30 on the Big Ten Network. Virginia Tech is currently seven-point underdogs, and let's talk a little bit about Rutgers. So as far as their offense is concerned, and I do want to shout out my guy, Mike Holmes, who really helped with uh, with the scout this week. So Kind of similar to Virginia Tech's offense, Rutgers is. They're an offense, shotgun-based spread offense. Very similar to Tech in the standpoint of they're going to try to establish the run and the zone read with their quarterback. They have tall, lanky wide receivers. They do a phenomenal, phenomenal job of controlling the ball and controlling the clock. If you go back and you watch the game against Northwestern, Northwestern only had one possession in the first quarter. As far as key players go, number two, it's a junior quarterback named Gavin Wimsat. He's 6'3", 225. Really reminds me of Perkins from UVA. He's not as good as a thrower, but we're really going to have to do a good job keeping contain on this Rutgers offense. I think that our defensive ends are definitely the best unit that Rutgers has faced thus far, but... Gavin Wimsatt does a really, really good job of creating when the pocket breaks down. He does a good job of creating things when things aren't there. The wide receivers do a good job running scramble drill. And that was something that really hurt the Hokies against Old Dominion more specifically, but also against Purdue, is when things got a little bit hectic, there were places to go. They were able to scramble for first down. So uh, keeping contained is going to be crucially, crucially important. For Virginia Tech and keeping number two, Gavin Wimsat, under check. Another player to look out for on the offense is number five, Kyle Manangai. Excuse me if I pronounced your name wrong. He is five foot nine, 210 pounds, complete cannonball. Complete cannonball. Reminds me a lot of Tootin on our team. Um, has the ability to make people miss if he's in space, but you're going to see him attacking the middle a ton. And before I shift over to the defense, The common theme with Rutgers is, you know, there's that term. It's exactly what the doctor ordered, right? You think, okay, Hokies lose last week. What did the doctor order? How are we going to get back on track? Rutgers very much is good at the things that Virginia Tech necessarily (laughs) isn't good at attacking or defending, which is my biggest worry. And that kind of leads into our conversation around their defense. Um, Rutgers defense is a three, four. Their defense has forced six sacks in two games, and they have only given up 14 total points in two games. That's the ninth best in the FBS. They're commanded by Joe. Excuse my pronouncing. Karazmiak. Uh, It's his second year at Rutgers. Previously, he was at Minnesota and Maine in 2022. He earned a spot as a nominee for the Broyles Award, um, which Coach Foster won. It's the top assistant in college football. So really, really good unit. And I want to highlight, I want to highlight this unit. It's the defensive line, which, you know, we've talked a lot about our struggles up front with the offensive line, our lack of ability to run the football. They have a very veteran group. Um you know, you look at their, their defensive line, you have Lewis. He's a junior Arantau. He's a senior item. He's a senior. And then the guy I like to highlight is number 23, Wesley Bailey. He's a six foot five, 255 pound defensive end outside linebacker hybrid really jumps off the film in passing situations. Great speed rush off the end. And, um, this unit is also committed by Marquise Watson, who was a teammate of mine at Paramus Catholic. I tweeted out his film earlier today. Um, Weighed about 280 pounds, played Mike Linebacker. He's a rising star in college football. He is on the 30 coaches under 30 years old list, rising through the ranks. Started off at, uh, I'm not sure if he was at Michigan with Coach Partridge, but I do know that he was at Ole Miss with Coach Partridge, helping out on that defensive line. And now he is the defensive line coach over at Rutgers. So... That's my biggest concern. If you go back and you watch the film against Northwestern, um, you would see that they were in cover one a ton, which is what we saw against Purdue. So, you know, interested to see what they roll out, Coach Joe and Coach Shiano on that end. Special teams, not a ton really to preview there. Um, Our guy, Kyle, had an awesome, awesome, awesome performance um, last week. So looking to double tap into that. But again, that's just a really quick rundown in kind of summation. Really, really concerned, to be quite frank with you, um, how good Rutgers is at some of the things that give us our biggest challenge. Um, And that is up front. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to kick it over to Willie, Matt and Pat and myself, where we're going to chop it up at a high level about the game and talk about New Jersey and um, kind of our, our background in New Jersey. But if you are interested in talking about the game more and listening, I guess I should say listening, listening to some more analysis of the game. Uh, I will be joined by Tadric Hunt and Sam Jesse tomorrow. So keep an eye on your feed for that. Again, NSFW, cover your kids ears. Um, we did have fun here and I'm um, looking forward to it. One last shout out. Thank you to everyone who has gotten their ticket uh, through us. We are expecting about 450 of you to be sitting with us in section 109 and 110. So thank you, everybody who signed up for that. We're really, really excited to see a lot of effort went into this thing um, outside of Pat and myself. So thank you, everybody who made this possible. And we are looking forward to seeing you in Piscataway. Here we go. It is kind of the Rutgers preview. All right, it is Tuesday, September twelfth, seven fifteen p.m. You knew this was coming. This was coming for a long time, ever since it was put on the schedule. Did Pat and Billy Ray just invite their new Jersey friends to come on here and highlight the Rutgers game and just have a complete pom-pom fest for the Garden State? You bet your ass that we did. So we're going to go ahead, we're going to introduce our two guests, who some of you may know, and through the intro, you are going to give your name, your town, favorite Virginia Tech memory, because both of you do have them, best pizza, best bagel, and your favorite Jersey Shore town. We are going to start with you, Matthew Rivera.
1: Hey, uh, thanks for having me on, first and foremost, I appreciate the uh, chance to, you know, get on here and uh, talk Virginia tech football. Um, I'm from Westwood, New Jersey, favorite Virginia tech memories getting absolutely drenched, drenched, um, at home versus Pitt. I think that was 2018. Um, 2019, 2019, excuse me. When I bet you hundred dollars, Paris Ford would be a first round pick. And he was not even drafted. Um, <laughs> uh, Grand street cafe, Dumont, New Jersey, best bagel. Um, David's Bagels, Washington Township, just the hometown place. Favorite beach town is Maniswan, New Jersey. Um, got the Osprey, you got Leggetts. Um, good family fun. Shout out my girlfriend, Chloe. She brought me there this summer.
2: Willie Kranick. Wow. Listen, it's an absolute pleasure. I've been so excited. So excited. I was very honored, first of all, to be on this. Love you guys. You guys are outstanding. And I am very excited to watch uh, Virginia Tech. Shit, can I say shit? Shit, you can now. Um, uh, yeah, on rockers. Uh, so Willie Kranick, um, also known as Willie Ray, when I drink too much at uh, Tech games. Uh, so born and raised Lindhurst, uh, now live in Bayonne, uh, Hudson County. Uh, definitely, if my first and my best experience had to be the day before the pick game in two thousand and one. Billy took me around the whole stadium. All right. 2021. My bad. We were friends in 2001. There we go. 2021. My bad. Uh, Billy took me around the entire stadium. I got to walk down the tunnel. It was awesome. The experience, the atmosphere, obviously enter Sandman for the first time. There is nothing like it. Uh, I've known that song for years, but hearing it in that stadium, it's definitely the best. Uh, When it comes to pizza, in Jersey. I got to say it's Tony Bologna's. All right. They have a spot in Jersey city, Hoboken all over whatever you can think of. They put it on their pizza. It's outstanding. Then I got to say for my bagel spot, it's got to be toasted in Jersey city. They got these French toast bagels. Marron. Unreal. It's uh, the powdered sugar. Oh, it's phenomenal. You get bacon, egg and cheese on there. Just some cream cheese or butter. Every time it hits, and then what's the last one? Jersey Shore. Yeah. All right. So I think I've grown up a little bit. Obviously, it'd be Belmar, but because uh, of DJs, the atmosphere, all the memories we've had there. But definitely nowadays, I gotta say it's Ocean City, New Jersey, man. It's just beautiful. The beach is great. The water is great. The family atmosphere, the boardwalk. Uh, sad, but I've matured.
0: Pat, we can't go without giving without giving our answers. So I'll let you. I'll let you do the honors. Yeah. Fellas, it's great to have
3: you on here. It's great to see you. Uh, pizza, jumping in on the Reservoir Tavern, it's in Boonton, New Jersey. My dad will say it's the best pizza in New Jersey, which means it's the best pizza in America. The best bagel? Oh Bagel. Based in Basking Ridge. You got one on Valley Road. You got one in Riverwalk. Uh, you got one at Dewey Meadow. And then they have the big-time one in Hoboken on Washington Street. If you know about O'Bagel, you've had the best uh, Taylor Ham egg and cheese that you can possibly find for a bagel. Best Shore Town, Normandy Beach. Shout out to the Hemmers and the DaCostas. Spent several weekends uh, of my teens and 20s at the uh, at the Normandy Beach. What about you, Billy?
0: Yeah, so first and foremost, Westwood, New Jersey, shout out. Um, Best pizza. I went local. I went local because you can get pizza good anywhere. We're going to talk about it. You've heard us on this podcast. um, Reprimand people who say so-and-so pizza is good. Um, It may not be good on the New Jersey scale. But when I am at home, it is Tony D's. I absolutely love Tony D's. Uh, When it's home again, I go to Goldberg's Bagel's. In Westwood, New Jersey, since I'm a grown-up, I don't get plain cream cheese. I get scallion cream cheese and an everything bagel. Make everybody smell your breath your entire day. And then when it comes to the Jersey Shore, I agree with you, Willie. I agree with you, Matt. We've gone through those days where Belmar, you do the fist pumping, you do the drinking, you do the up until 2 o'clock in the morning. We have sunsetted that phase of life. That phase of life is in the rearview mirror. So now it's Wildwood and it's Long Branch two amazing cities, two amazing beach towns. Um, And we're six minutes and 15 seconds into this podcast, and we're here to talk about football. So, Pat, why don't you get us kicked off with a Hokie Haiku, and I know you have a little lead-in to this matchup, Rutgers versus Virginia Tech.
3: So, for the Hokie Haiku, I did just text Grady B. I know um, we didn't get any submissions. Uh, Grady, I'll have to text you earlier next time. That's my bad. So, it sounds like we're going to go with, uh, a classic on the fly hokey haiku. It Mid season form style. Matt and Will on pod. Stirring up trouble in jurors. Big East was the best. Here we go. That was pretty good. It was pretty damn good on the fly, Pat. From the hills of the Appalachia to the swamps of the Meadowlands, we are jumping in our planes or cars and getting up to the birthplace of college football this weekend, kicking off at 3.30, Big Ten Network, SHI Stadium. We're very excited to take on Rutgers. It's the first time we're playing Rutgers in nearly... Actually, yes, more than a decade uh, since that Russell Athletic Bowl in 2012. Rutgers is nestled in Piscataway, New Jersey. It has several campuses. There are 49,000, give or take, undergrads and over 60 if you include the graduate programs. A lot of folks at the State University of New Jersey. Some notable alumni well, wait one you. second.
0: Pat, just so people know, you said the birthplace. The first ever college football game was played at Rutgers between Yale and Rutgers. I think the score was like six to eight. Um, <laughs> it's one of the biggest things that they that they tout. Um, but yes,
3: college football technically was birthed at Rutgers University. So, fact check, Bill. They did not play Yale. They played Princeton. It was I like it was one those schools. It was like the. Uh... The equivalent of the Commonwealth Cup, but for New Jersey at the time, actually, Princeton was known as the College of New Jersey, now known as Princeton. The College of New Jersey is now based in Trenton. Fun fact. So, notable alums from uh, Rutgers University, we have James Gandolfini, of course. RIP.
0: We have
3: Jim Volvano. We have Elizabeth Warren. We have, I'm looking at the list, Carly Lloyd, an absolute legend Legend. of Virginia Tech, or not Virginia Tech, of, uh, of Rutgers women's soccer and of U.S. women's national team soccer. We have David Stern, former NBA commissioner, as well, just a few notable alums from Rutgers University. Now, let's jump into the Hokie history. Virginia Tech is 12 and 3 against Rutgers all time. That's dating back to 1920. Uh, However, uh, there was a 33 year gap between 1920 and 1953, and then another 41 year gap or 39 year gap between 53 and 92. So Rutgers took the first three meetings, and then Virginia Tech has won the last 12 meetings. Between the Scarlet Knights and the Hokies. Obviously, when the Hokies were in the Big East Conference, this was an annual battle that the Finn family, we went every year. Every single time Rutgers would come or Rutgers would host Virginia Tech, we would make sure that we were in attendance. Now, if we want to talk about a few notable games here 2012, also known as the Punt Bowl, 20 punts (laughs) in one football game. Um, wow. not only were there 20 point uh, 20 punts, there were only 23 points. Uh, this was an awful football game. I think everyone there knows it was bad. It was pouring rain in Orlando, Florida, and, um, not much scoring at all. Virginia tech won 13 to 10 in overtime. We had Anton Exum saving the day late in the game. We had Cody Jernell capping off the win in overtime with a 22-yard chip shot.
0: Great helmets. Great helmets. Love the helmets that we wore.
3: Big, uh, big fighting gobbler in orange on the maroon mat helmets. Two fun facts from this game. One, Rutgers was co-champs of the Big East in the 2012 season. And two, Caleb Ferris, we love you. Uh, but it was it was it was comical reading this in the Wikipedia summary. Uh, one of Rutgers' touchdowns was 17 seconds into the game after Caleb Ferris snapped the ball past Logan Thomas into the end zone. Um, shout out to Caleb. Shout out to Logan Thomas. And shout out to that awful football game. We got the win. 2003, 48 to 22. Virginia tech was in attendance for this one. Big game from Kevin Jones, big game from the defense, Jimmy Williams, Vegas Robinson uh, star studded effort. And then I pulled up an article from 1999 because why not? Right. Um, You know, if, if you look at Michael Vick highlights on the internet, a lot of them are long bombs to Andre Davis. And one of those, Long bombs to Andre Davis happened in the 1999 Rutgers game. Michael Vick set a record this game. He was 11 for 12, 248 yards through the air. Set a conference record for accuracy in that game. Uh, Had, you guys remember the Michael Vick to Deshaun Jackson pass uh, Monday Night Football. Very similarly, first play from scrimmage, Vick hits Andre Davis for 74 yards and uh, also ran for a touchdown, had five total touchdowns, over 300 total yards, and only played one half in this game. Virginia Tech dominated Rutgers, uh, I believe it was 50-28 to in 1999. Then the last fun fact about Rutgers, (laughs) because I know I've been talking a long time. Do you guys know the song Brandy? She's a fine girl.
1: You're a fine girl.
3: (laughs) Yikes. You guys dancing. Uh yeah. looking glass, the band <laughs> looking glass that sings the one hit wonder brandy was formed at <laughs> Rutgers University. Uh that is a I believe it was a late 70s song. So super exciting. Billy, is this you? Who's talking about the storylines here? Um Well, I just thought it was very
1: interesting how Virginia Tech and Rutgers are similar in the sense where they both lose out on big time recruits. Virginia Tech, more so recently, Rutgers, the last however long, 10 years. But I'm talking in state, big time, four or five star guys. See it at Virginia Tech all the time. I'm keeping up with the recruiting. Um, Penn State, Ohio State. um, You know, they come into Virginia, the 757 and just poach players. Same thing happens at Rutgers. A lot of talent in North Jersey um, at the you know powerhouse non- uh, the non-public high schools, Don Bosco, Burn Catholic, St. Joe's. No one's PC, going to Rutgers. PC, PC. Oh, and Paramus Catholic. Sorry. Ooh, sorry, Billy Wright. Okay. Um, St. Peter's, too. Um, but you see the same thing. So, my question is, when are both of these programs going to be able... To keep the big fish home? That is my question. And I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon for either of them, but
3: it would be nice. And that's all I have to say at the moment. And just to confirm, Matt, because I don't know if you said it, but two teams that have lost talent to Big 10 teams specifically, yes, are on backyard.
1: Right. Big 10 teams specifically. Exactly. Um, North Jersey, guys are going to Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. No one's going to Rutgers, um, you know, for whatever reason. But, you know, it would be nice to see that as a New Jersey resident. I think all of us would like to see it a little more. And I'd like to see it happen to Virginia Tech a little more. And I'm I'm not even from Virginia. I'm just a Virginia Tech fan. And, you know, I see it happening from all the way in New Jersey, which is crazy. Um, But, you know, just something I noticed. And I thought it was uh, interesting just how – How often that happens to both of these programs?
3: Matt, on the other side of the coin, they have figured it out in basketball. They have two of the top three guys in the country for the 2024 cycle. And you're like, you know, what are they doing right on the hardwood that they haven't figured out on the grid? I know what they did. I know what they did. They named their basketball arena
0: after the best fast food sandwich shop in America, Jersey Mike's. They play in the Jersey Mike's arena, don't they? the rack
3: they play in the rack dude
1: coincidence
3: exciting so anywho some other story storylines here big game boomer has rated Rutgers as the seventh best team in the big 10 so um you know take that for what you will but he does have Rutgers on upset alert this weekend Rutgers opened as a three-point favorite Moved to seven. Might be back at six and a half. Billy, talk to us more about the uh, the lines and, and what's going on here.
0: The line's making me really upset. So we play Rutgers at 3.30 on Big Ten Network. The line, the Virginia Tech Hokies, proud program, proud program, football program, nestled in Blacksburg, Virginia. They are seven-point dogs to Rutgers. Seven points. Just seven points. The other thing that's crazy is the over-under is set at 39.5, which is the lowest of all Power 5 games going on this weekend, I think, because I saw it in several group chats. I haven't checked. I haven't looked at all lines. But you look at the Iowa game. You look at all the Iowa games. They're in the 40s. This is in 39.5. Keys to the game. What is everybody's keys to the game? Willie, we're going to start with you.
2: So, especially going into Rockers, I personally think – us Virginia Tech fans, we're going to bring the noise. Uh, We're going to have Section 5.2 absolutely booming. So I would like to see Lawson last week, right? He came up big with 14 tackles, ACC, um, linebacker of the week and everything. If he could deliver on the defensive end and get us rowdy, uh, I think that definitely would help us a lot out, Uh, especially if the quarterback wants to scramble a run. Lawson's athleticism to run all over the field. He gives us a decent game where he gets 10 to maybe 20 tackles. I think that would definitely help us out on the defensive end.
0: 10 to 20 tackles from Kelly Lawson. He'll be the ACC Linebacker of the Week again. Again, yeah.
4: Type of again. Performance.
0: And also you did mention it. Shout out to everybody who did get tickets through uh, through Sons of Saturday. We're expecting around 450 of you to be wearing an orange T-shirt with a bagel and pizza on it. Um, so I, I really, really appreciate all of you, uh, we're going to be in section one
1: or nine. So, looking forward to seeing you guys out there. And then, Maddie Rivera, what do you got? I just want to see Grant Wells take a step up and find a way to win. I mean, sometimes it's as simple as that, in my opinion. You don't, you're not going to have Ali Jennings, your top receiver. We know that, right? Sucks, but find a way to win. You have to. You have to in college football. You have to in life. You know, you play with the cards you're de- you're handed, not or. What is it? You go with – hold on, cut that part out. You go to war with what you have, not what you want. Boo-hoo, you lost your top receiver. Boo-hoo, you had a bad year last year. We need a signature win from Grant Wells, and it needs to happen this week. Big Ten opponent, eyes on him, Kyron Drones. I mean, do we even know who's starting yet? No, but I mean, based That's upon your key I'm fired in. up. I mean, I, <laughs> Grant I, Wells, gonna be we running out I there? Last week, did we see enough? I don't know. He had one drive. He made one good throw. I don't know. Grant Wells, if you get the nod, this is it.
2: This is it. Do or die. Grant Wells. Do or so die. If, if Wells gets a start, right? Wells played at Marshall, correct? Marshall's next week after Rutgers? Yes, correct. So yes. Now, you think that we might fire him up a little bit? Like, if I play this week against Rutgers, I got to get it done. I got to get prepared to go against my old school, you know, and shove it up, you know, the area, like, that would fire hard. me up as a yeah. player. And it's, I mean, <laughs> especially thinking I'm going to go against the school that I left to better my you know, career. And I would love to just give it back to him. So obviously the good test too, of Rutgers defense, I would love to see him step it up if he plays and get prepared to absolutely dominate against Marshall. Obviously you got to worry about this week first, but that thought, you know, we're all human especially as athletes, that thought's always there. Like, all right, I got Marshall next up. So what can I do to prepare to be better against them and also put my team in a winning spot this weekend?
0: I personally have no idea who's going to start a quarterback this week. My guess, due to the fact that uh, Grant Wells did get a little banged up last week. So I I think personally it's going to be drones. My key to the game for us is the line of scrimmage. It is It is an area where we have – quite frankly, not held up our end of the bargain, whether it be on offense, whether it be on defense, you are not going to be able to go on the road and much less win a football game, compete in a football game where you are averaging half of a yard per carry. It is not going to work out that way. You are also not going to be able to contain a running quarterback. If you're getting, uh, if you're not keeping, keeping contained and the guy's able to run all over the place. I mentioned it before. The old Dominion quarterback was able to get out of the pocket and he kind of looked like a deer in headlights because he's quite frankly not a he's 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 not a division one college football player. He transferred from Fordham or wherever he came from <laughs> um, and he had a hell of a game against us. So that's it. I think you really, really need to control the line of scrimmage. It's, it's cliche. They say it every single game. But uh, can Virginia Tech control the line of scrimmage and ultimately um, show life? Uh, in two phases of the
3: offense, running and throwing the football? When times are tough, the conversation sometimes moves from football and into fashion. Uniforms, whether it's the offseason or during the year, the uniform reveal, comparing one school's uniforms versus another, I think it's a key this week. Uh, Rutgers has awesome uniforms. They're going to have the scarlet helmets, the scarlet unis, and the white pants most likely. They might go all scarlet because I know it's a scarlet out this weekend. Cross uh, Virginia Tech is going to need to have the maroon helmets with the white face masks, white jerseys, maroon pants, white socks, white shoes. Key to the game. Uh, my serious key to the game is winning the turnover battle? Virginia Tech is one and one when they have uh, Virginia when winning the turnover battle. Virginia Tech is one and zero when losing. They are zero and one. You cannot have injuries on your offense question marks at quarterback and lose the turnover battle. But also, I'm putting this on the defense too. Um, last week, we forced a turnover on, on downs on Purdue in their own territory. That was massive for momentum. Uh, But the defense is, with the hampered offensive rushing attack, the defense is going to need to put us in positions to not only stay in the game, but also put us in positions to win the game uh, with forcing turnovers and hopefully starting that early. Um, I think a combination of winning the turnover battle from the defense, but also can't spot them 17 points like we did last week. Score predictions. Willie Kranich. Your first Sons of Saturday score prediction. What do you have for Saturday?
2: I got the Hokies 21-17. I really think, you know, us being there too, they're going to want to score. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, you know, into the 40s or anything like that. But uh, I think it's going to be a battle back and forth. And uh, I truly hope whoever, you know, is the quarterback, whatever it may be, really does step up. And uh, they give us something to cheer about, so twenty-one seventeen Hokies.
0: Fun fact, Willie Kranick has never seen Virginia Tech win a football game. Willie uh, – Yeah, I might be the curse, dude.
2: I, I can't go. <laughs> I'll so stay in the parking lot.
0: Willie Kranick has been at the Pittsburgh game in 2000 – and what year was that? Was that 2023? What year was that? 21. 2021. 20. 2021 Pittsburgh game we lost. It's pickets two thousand and twenty twenty two you went to the bowl game against maryland which was one of the most you know not a that football. was no that was 21 bill yeah, same year. yeah that was freezing and then you uh west virginia west last virginia. year yeah yeah so we we need to get you in the w column matt rivera score prediction
1: virginia tech 23 ruckers 20 um i think we're gonna have a punt fest early on with a touchdown sprinkled in here and there um I really think Virginia Tech is just due, man. I, I really do. They're just due. I mean, I wouldn't call this a signature win. I'd call it a good win. And this is going to get the season going. And Brent Price, tenure here, kind of kicked into gear. I think it's the perfect opportunity. Weather's looking good. You know, Jersey, Virginia Tech. It's just two you know programs with a lot of history going at it. Um, two programs with a lot to prove going at it. Um, I think, I think we're going to have a, a, a hard fought game. I really do. I think it's going to be a dog fight. I don't see this tilting one way or the other. Um, I think it's coming down to the wire. And again, I got, I got the Hokies in the end.
3: So my pick here, I don't really pick the Hokies to lose in September. Um, it's kind of become my thing. Once we get beyond September, if things get ugly, then you'll start hearing, you know, flipping of the coin. But the under is going to hit under 39 and a half. Take the under. Virginia Tech wins 20 to 17 in a close matchup. An absolute battle. Pat, we've been doing this podcast for like
0: five years now. I think I've picked the Hokies to lose like once. (laughs) And... I looked at this game, and I look at how you know we played last week. I look at how Rutgers matches up against our, you know, our issues, and I have decided that I am not going to pick the Hokies to lose this week because that would be wrong. Going back home, home homecoming for us. I'm going Virginia Tech 24, Rutgers 21. Saved by the leg of John. God, I love you, John. Love so. Let's do it. Let's go. I'm fired up here. That's all we got for the football game. If you've been listening to this and you want high depth analysis of the football game, I'm going to be interviewing Todrick Hunt from NewJersey.com, Star Ledger. Um, We're going to be talking about the game in depth, but um, it's now time to have our New Jersey fest uh, and just talk a little bit about New Jersey because that's, uh, look, that's what everybody's here for. So rapid fire New Jersey, it doesn't necessarily have to be rapid fire. It can just be, you know, have a little conversation. Uh, what song encapsulates the New Jersey spirit for you? And you cannot pick a, new, uh, a Bruce Springsteen song. And I'm going to go first because I don't head. want to take mine. Um, and I'm going to go head and heart down the shore. Uh, you hear the bass in your chest. Um, you play it the entire way down to the Jersey shore. I'm going to go we, head and heart. Can we embed
3: embed videos for this? Or are we yeah. too late for that?
0: Oh, no. We're too late for in
3: the pod. Okay. Why? Because I was going to, you know, put a little music video, start start doing some Beat That Beat Up. uh, Pat, you want to pick your song? Song of New Jersey. I also am going to pick a Shore song. It's called Calling. Lose My Mind. If you've ever been to DJs, you've ever been to the Parker House, you know. You know when it comes on. That every single person in there is about to lose their mind. Um, Cowbells going off in God's basement. It is Calling, The Monstrous Calling by Sebastian
2: Ingrosso. Willie Kranick. I'm going to go with a little throwback. Uh, It's Jersey Boy by Eddie Rabbit. Right, He talks about East Orange. He talks about Lake Opacon. He also (laughs) throws in the Jersey Shore in that song. And uh, he just basically just tributes to his time growing up as a boy in Jersey. And, uh, yes, he left from it, after, but he always goes back to his roots and uh, how he grew up. I'm going to go something a little cliche, living on a
1: prayer, Bon Jovi. It just reminds me of, like, Steve Sizzlin's Steakhouse on 17, 10 a.m. at, like, a giant game. Someone's uncle's way too drunk, you know. You know, I don't know. He said we got to hold on. It's just like, it's just a Jersey anthem. So that's what it reminds me of. And that's what I'm sick. That's what I'm going with.
0: Favorite. I said favorite Sopranos character. I think that's a little, little goofy. So I'm just going to say favorite uh, Sopranos observation. Number one, um, Tony Soprano is still alive. Um, Based upon the ending, that is my conclusion. I also want to say that uh, everybody talks about how beautiful Adriana is in the Sopranos. I would like to say that my queen of that show is Karm. Carm always brought it with the outfits. She brought it with the attitude. She embodies what the New Jersey uh, attitude and spunk has. So that is my observation from The Sopranos.
3: I have never seen oh. Sopranos. New York's going to be, be well-received here.
2: You got to watch all of it before the game. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know, fair enough. I don't. I don't know if he started now and didn't stop till the game started. Don't work.
2: The until, don't work until the, after the game. You got to watch yeah. Sopranos. Might as well call me a fake. Um,
3: I do know there's a a Tony Soprano reference where he they're sitting at the day, dinner table and he's like, "Hey, how about that Del Barton football team?" Or yes, I don't know if it was, if it was a football team or the hockey team. Uh, but one of them was referenced. And uh, so that, that's my exciting observation. Go Green Wave. <laughs> Willie.
2: So I got to say, obviously, Tony's outstanding. You know, you relate to his character. You absolutely love him. But um, I got to say, Paul. Wait,
0: you, De- wait, wait. You relate to the mobster who murdered people?
2: You, you relate yeah, to the guy? When you watch it, you know, you're like, dude, I could do this. You know? <laughs> you. Know, <you're>, of course. <laughs> You have like that alternate ego. You're like, I could definitely do this. But says the, says the cop from Bayonne,
0: I relate to Tony surprise.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Hudson County, baby. Come on. So I got to say, Paulie, absolutely one of the best, uh, you know, characters in that, that show. It's it just everything about him, how every single scene, you know, just his attitude, the way he carries himself. He's absolutely great. Phenomenal in that. What do you hear? What do you say? Everything about him, man. He's he's one of the best.
0: One of the best. Matty, I know you actually grew up a few blocks away from uh, from Tony Soprano. Didn't his grandkids or grandparents live right over by you?
1: Yeah, James Gandolfini's sister lived on the street behind me. So he was always, you know, there. um, I think around Christmas a lot. I remember people always saying that. Um, But my favorite character in The Sopranos is actually Christopher, um, even though he's kind of a little bit of a scumbag. Just, Michael, someone's got to help me with this last name. Impe- Impe- Imperioli, bro. Imperioli. Imperioli. Excuse me. I'm not, I'm not Italian, but um, great actor, and I have to just say it. I'm sorry. Jamie Lynn Siegler. Siegler. Meadow. Oh, it's just, like fine wine, bro. Fine wine. She's, she's just For the cutest, it. and we need to protect her at all costs. Couldn't
0: disagree. More. Couldn't agree more. Uh, best hidden treasure in New Jersey. This can be whatever you want it to be. My submissions, I have two. It's Ruts Hut in Clifton. deep hot dogs. My grandparents went on their first date there. It is an unbelievable spot. And then number two is White Manna in Hackensack. The best sliders you will ever have in your life. Guy Fieri went there. Um, when I used to go with my dad, I would order uh, 10. He would order 20. And um we we have finished over 20, both of us uh before. Um, you know, can that have contributed to me being fat? Possibly. Did I enjoy every bite? Yes, I did. Pat Finn, hidden treasure of New Jersey.
3: Best hidden treasure in New Jersey. I brought up uh the best pizza. There is an honorable mention, and a place that has honorable memories as well for the Finn family and anyone. Uh, who is kind of close to the shore area. Federici's in Freehold, New Jersey, is unbelievable. Uh, It is the epitome of a family-owned, fantastic pizza restaurant. Shout-out to Center City Hokie. He actually just brought it to our attention on the X app. says it's a genuine 9.6 or greater slice of pizza. You don't really get Federici's by the uh, by the slice, though. You got to get the pie. They got the really thin crust. They got the good salad, uh, without a doubt. Freehold, New Jersey. You got to stop by Feds if you're in the Garden State this weekend,
2: Willie. All right. So I also got to. I obviously have to say Billy's two are outstanding. Um, I though have not had white man of Hackensack. Jersey City's the one I've always had. And I'd listen to everybody hacking sex better, but, you know, I'm going to rep Jersey City, Hudson County. I say Jersey County, um, the one in Jersey City, White Manor. But my two, definitely the Belmont Tavern in Belleville, outstanding. You walk in there, talk about Tony Soprano, you literally feel like you're in the mob when you walk in there. The atmosphere is phenomenal. Um, Absolutely love it. The food is fantastic. Yeah. the owners, they've been running it for decades. They're they're great. And my second one would have to be, because we're talking about burgers with White Man, it would be Park Tavern in Jersey City. Once you pick up their burgers, you can't put them down. They, they're, so, they're amazing. And some people like them well done, whatever. No, you get it the way they cook it, and that's it, right? It's a little bit more medium rare, but absolute phenomenal burgers. Complimentary pickles on the side. You eat them like chips. Phenomenal. Spooks.
1: So, mine is, talk, we're talking about Sopranos, a place where you actually still might get killed. Bendix Diner. Oh, so
4: Has yeah. lights.
1: Listen, you're going there for the vibe. You just spent the night in the city, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I don't even know if this place is still open or past <laughs> any health, you know, has ever passed any health inspection ever. Never. You know, can, I don't even know if I could say this on here. I used to hear stories of the strippers going there and you'd always see them at six in the morning. The police would be there arresting all of them for fighting. Well, it's their a big trucker stop, right, Matt? Yeah, it's a big trucker truck truck stop. stop diner. Yeah. But if you want a New Jersey Gindaloon experience, you go to the Bendix Diner. I'm telling you. Been there. Bendix Diner. We're going to round this out. we got two more
0: things here. So what's the worst thing about New Jersey and what is the
1: best thing about New
0: Jersey? I'll kick this off. I, of everyone listening to this in Hokie Nation or or beyond, I, I eat. That's what I do. I pride myself on eating. And the melting pot of New Jersey brings you so many. You can get awesome sushi, Greek food, Italian food. Jersey food halal
4: you can get anything
0: you can get anything and not only can you get it at at anything you can get it at any time when I went down to Virginia Tech when I lived in other cities whether it be Atlanta San Diego near Denver I always took for granted the fact that "Ah, it's midnight I'm kind of hungry what can I get to eat oh the Wendy's are closed at 10 p.m. so there's just no food to get anywhere (laughs) at any hour of the day you go to the diner, you go to the local halal place, and it's it's uh, matzo ball soup, it's uh, pancakes, omelets. You can eat whatever you want at any hour of the day. The worst thing about New Jersey is one of the things that New Jersey brags about, and I am a very honest person. The pumping your own gas flex that you don't have to pump your own gas is the dumbest, stupidest, most ridiculous thing that goes on in this state, because if you're coming back, Matt, don't look at me like that, because I know you've been in a situation where you've drove, driven back, maybe from, you know, partying out at night or a late night seance. And you have to drive all the way from Hasbrouck Heights back to Westwood and all the gas stations are closed and you're on E and there's no way for you to get gas. You just have to cross your fingers
1: and hope you can get there. Yeah, make sure I fill up before because I'm not an idiot. Okay. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm. Sounds like, <laughs> Sounds like Billy Ray had this happen to him multiple times. It, it, it happened multiple
0: times, and it was almost a disaster every single time. I think that we don't pump our gas; we pump our fist.
3: Like, shut up, shut up. I hate that. Pat, best thing about New Jersey, I think geographically, exclusive of the weather, geographically, New Jersey is is. Very solid when you understand that you have Philadelphia to the south, and you got your South Jersey folks, big Eagles fans down there in South Jersey. You got all the gardens that produce Jersey corn, Jersey tomatoes. And then you go up north to the northwest, you can ski. You go to Hidden Valley, you go to Mountain Creek, you know, maybe Mount Peter in Jack Frost, Big Boulder. I don't know if those are in New Jersey. But they're close. They're at- but they're close. They're close. not, no. But they're close. Oh, you don't want to ski? Let's go to the shore. Let's enjoy a nice weekend at the beach. The beach is In beautiful. a different month. In a different month. <laughs> in a different month, naturally. Or you could ski at the, uh, what is it, the mall, the dream thing? in the yeah, Meadowlands. We have
4: a mall. Yeah. We have a
3: mall that was just built. It's called the, the uh, Mall of Dreams. It used to be called
0: like the Xanadu. <laughs> It, it, yeah, it went bankrupt man. in typical New Jersey fashion. Times. The mall of Dreams. It's the most <laughs> unbelievable, it's the most unbelievable mall you've ever seen in your life. There is an actual indoor skiing apparatus
3: with a ski lift, and it's open all 12 months. We'll we'll share pictures. We'll share pictures. I'm not sure if I will ever go to it, but if I needed to, I would. Um you have the beach you have the rolling hills and you know you, you have new york city right there you're 4 hours away if you want to get up to boston but you don't have to you don't have to live in new york it's the beauty of new jersey it's across the river you know um, worst thing the reputation it's got a bad reputation now does that mean that it's reality no unfortunately newark airport is not well situated you fly into newark you see the surrounding area like you know what I don't know if I like this. uh, I might write off this place. You might drive up on the turnpike or 95. You might be looking to your left and your right. You might be smelling something. You might say, hey, I don't know how I feel about this place. Hey, if you don't do your due diligence and don't explore the beauty of this awesome state, then that's on you, and that's okay. But uh, I do know that a TV show that actually was pretty funny that aired in 2009 and had multiple seasons and some great characters – you know, should not paint a picture of an entire state. But if you believe New Jersey is a bad place, that's on you. And uh, we will have a great time this weekend, having a, having, you know, enjoying our food and enjoying the natural scenery that is the Garden State.
0: Pat, I'm absolutely clipping that and putting it out on its own because I am so sick and tired of answering questions about the Jersey Shore. First of all, none of the characters are from New Jersey. None of them. Not one. Not a single character from the Jersey Shore is from New Jersey. Fact check. That's wrong.
3: There's Uh-oh. like two of them or three of them that are.
0: Less than half. In New Jersey, we lie sometimes. We just kind of say things like they're the truth and hope that you don't call us out on it. Um, so I do do that sometimes. But not all of them are from New Jersey. And like we said... Belmar, where they were partying, yes, it's trashy because people opt in to go into that trashy wasteland because they want to have that kind of experience. But you go
3: to Wildwood, you go to Point Pleasant, you go to Long. Beach. Time, out, time out, You are not throwing shade on Belmar. They don't do it in Belmar. It, it was works, in seaside, seaside heights, bro, which is right uh, by. It's it's a similar vibe to Belmar. It's not right by Belmar. It's it's like forty plus minutes away from Belmar. You can't, just, you can't just. Vibe. It's a similar vibe. I don't, I don't necessarily agree. I think Seaside Heights and that area and Belmar, a lot of people would be insulted from what you just said, Bill. I'm seaside just saying. more trashy. I'm not going to let you get away with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll
0: just – I agree with your point, Pat. I do agree with your point. Matthew Rivera, worst and best.
1: I'm going to start off with the worst thing, the congestion. I mean, no wonder coronavirus had a field day in New Jersey because there are just too many people here.
4: I had a field day day. I mean it's, it's true
1: every time you try to go somewhere at you know granted like a normal time of the day you're in traffic you're waiting this and that I mean it sucks so, you just kind of got to learn to be patient if you live here and just, you know what? Just add 30 minutes to wherever you're going. Just 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 add it in. Add 30 minutes in. Add that you're going to have to pee on the way there and you got to just hold it in. Um, those two things are definitely going to happen. That's a you so. problem.
0: That that that's you. Every
1: in trip first, that we're- you could just pull over oh. and pee right there on the oh, side no, of the road. No, no, right. That was actually, well, that was actually one of my favorite thing about New Jersey is that you could just pee anywhere. Um yep.
4: but- <laughs> Set right.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, well, took that one from me. Um, so I guess I'll just say the people. Definitely some characters here. Um, I mentioned, you know, someone's drunk uncle at Steve Sizzlin Steaks. Um, there's just tons of characters everywhere you go, um, and that, that's my favorite thing. Just the people you meet. Maybe I'm just happy right now and enjoying my life. But everywhere I go, I meet someone new and. Um, make a friend, you know, whether it's at work or at the bar or at my favorite restaurant, my favorite bagel spot. And I can attest to Billy Ray being the same way. He's got friends all over New Jersey, everywhere he goes. We're not that mean, and people are friendly. And you're gonna meet some some great people. You come to New Jersey, definitely. So the people. That was beautiful. All
2: right, I love people. That. All right, Willie. He's thunk. Well, I guess the worst thing, you know, uh, following Matt, congestion, obviously, but the traffic is horrendous, atrocious everywhere you go. Um, I've been blessed and I've been working nights for the past two years now. And it's like I live in a different world, different state, everything. Uh, wherever I want to go, there's no traffic. I drive into work 20 minutes before I get there in 10. And if I got to do anything during the day, I say, no, nah, I got to go to sleep. So that's the one thing, the congestion, the traffic is atrocious. The best thing I got to say about Jersey, and I'm so proud to be born and raised here, is our grit, the way we could adapt to everything. You throw us in the winter, we're fine. You put us in the summer on the Jersey Shore. We we know how to party. We know how to act. We can do anything, anywhere we go. And we bring it tri-state area. Wherever we go, everyone knows you're from Jersey, by the way that you talk, by the way that you walk, everything. And uh, we definitely pride ourselves on our grit. And uh, even when I was playing uh, – in college, baseball, all over, as soon as you start talking, people are like, oh, you're from Jersey, right away. And and people are like, oh, yeah, make fun of it. I pride myself on that. I, I absolutely love it. And I got to say, we definitely could adapt to anything in Jersey, and, and we're definitely welcomed everywhere because of the way we act.
0: Chameleons. I think New Jersey people can fit in anywhere. You're going to know they're from New Jersey, but you're going to also want to hang out with that guy. That's what you're going to want to do with guys from Jersey. I am a little shocked that nobody mentioned uh, – none of us are 19 anymore. Nobody said the taxes suck. The taxes are deplorable in the yeah. state of New Jersey. But but you do get what you pay for, the number one public education K-12 through in America. You want to know who's good at fractions? These four. You want to know who's good at grammar? These three. That didn't stick with me. Uh, you want to know who's good at math? Subtracting, multiplying these four. So um, just something to, just something to keep awesome. in mind. We're rounding this out. Mount Rushmore, New Jersey style. You can pick a person. You can pick a thing. You can pick whatever the hell you want. It is just your favorite things about New Jersey. We're going to start with Matt Rivera.
1: This is the most obvious one. The Jersey Shore. I've heard people from... Virginia, the Carolinas, just say it's different. Again, LBI, Seaside, Manasquan, Belmar, everything. You want to party? It's there. You want to have a nice time with your family? Go for it. You want to take your fiancé, your girlfriend somewhere? There's plenty of places to go. Very versatile. It's just the best thing about Jersey. And I'm sorry, but it trumps every other state's
2: beaches. So F off. We're better. <sighs> Willie ki I'm going to probably – I'm going to go with some good old Hudson County, all right? So Hoboken, your Weehawken, your downtown Jersey City, you want to dress up and go out. There's places where you're like, I could spend $500 here just for a bottle of wine. And you feel like – this is right around the corner, but I got that New York City vibe, but I don't have to deal with going across the bridge and paying $75 on a to- in a toll. Um, and everything about it, you just go down there. You just have that different vibe to you. You got bars, you got so many different things you could do and you don't even feel like you're in Jersey. But then when you call that Uber home, you get home in 20 minutes and it's a great feeling.
0: I'm not going to take Pat's because I know who Pat's is and it would be wrong of me to take this from Pat in the first round. So I'm going to go with another musical icon who is often forgotten. And his name is plastered all over the streets of Hoboken, New Jersey um an absolute icon and that is frank sinatra uh is from beautiful beautiful state of new jersey so i will go with frank sinatra
3: bill what's your favorite
1: sinatra song
0: uh um
1: oh i love that one you got to give me a
0: second (laughs) i love that one (laughs) he talks about uh he talks about life as it goes on he talks about each decade Um when I was 17.
4: 17,
0: What song is that? When I was twenty-one. I think it's called A Very Good Year Year or something like that. Yes, it was a very good year by Frank Sinatra. It's a great song. You want to sit there
3: and cry and reflect, put that song on. A lot different than uh the Thomas Rhett 16 or 21 by Corey Smith. You know, you, you get more more in the feels with the Sinatra version. Singing about his age. Uh, So I got back-to-back here. This is the Snake Draft. So number one, uh, I'm going to go with Bruce. We just went to his concert a few weeks ago. We had a great time. Um, If you've ever been to a Bruce show, you know that they are a marathon, that they are spiritual, and they are a ton of fun, especially if you're in the Meadowlands. And then second one, Shaquille O'Neal. I'm actually sticking with two icons here Shaquille O'Neal from New Jersey, NBA legend, NBA commentator legend, media. And I know he's like, a, is he like a DJ now? I know he's yep. doing a ton, of, a ton of different ventures. Shaquille O'Neal its an absolute legend of New Jersey.
0: Putting a back bunch of money back into he's putting a bunch of money back into Newark. So shout out to him. Mine is a word that means a lot. And it's pride, it's passion, and it's loyalty. Whether it be somebody going to another state and saying, I'm from Jersey. Whether it be the Giants fans, the Jets fans, who endure decades and decades and decades of pain and suffering. The Mets fans, who do the exact same thing. Decades and decades of pain and suffering. Yankees fans, who just make everyone else go through pain and suffering by listening to them talk about basically anything. But... The thing about New Jersey is they may complain about it. They may have problems with it, but at the end of the day, they are incredibly loyal, love what they love, and I love that about New Jersey. New Jersey has some pride to it, and I love that. I love that.
2: Nice. Well, okay. Well, also, just like piggybacking off of you, I mean, we could tell you to go up yourself to your face, and that means we love you. The same thing, I'm a – unfortunate giant fan and uh every game I watched them cursed them out but at the end of the day still rep their stuff same thing with the Yankees uh go back to my grandfather I used to watch the Yankees with him every night and I've never heard more curse words come out of a man's mouth in my life (laughs) but every day if you were an opposing fan he would stick up for the Yankees and he would say this is what they do good this is what they do good this is Derek Jeter he would talk about all the time my grandfather would curse out Derek Jeter, but at the end of the day, he was like, he's a great, he represents, you know, the organization perfectly. And that's the one thing about Jersey. I mean, you have conversations with your family, your parents, it's always go at yourself, get out of here, get out of here. But we mean it through complete love and we call each other on our BS. And that's the one thing that Jersey has, I think over everybody is you're not going to be as any of us. We're going to tell you to your face, you're wrong or you're right. And we're going to stick with you through, good and obviously there's a lot of bad and we always stick with you through the bad so that's the thing jersey definitely prides himself on
0: bruce springsteen said it we take care of our own and that runs true
3: in the garden state so willie Matty, is your answer no bs or
2: love or both both <laughs> both the same thing no Shame bs to and love
4: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> maddie rivera You got two. You get two picks in a row, (laughs) snake draft. Oh, wow. Um, Okay, so my first pick is going to be the athletics in New Jersey. And New Jersey specifically, we got a ton of athletes. um, Most recently, Jabril Peppers. But a lot of people, you know, you wouldn't think of were born in New Jersey. Um, Derek Jeter, born in New Jersey. Born in New Jersey. Mike Trout. Mike Trout was with, that was my next one. Millville, South Jersey, still counts. We still count it. A lot of great athletes from New Jersey. And uh, not many people know that. Billy Ray, great athlete. Billy Ray, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to mention we have one in this podcast.
3: So, yeah, look it up. Tim Howard, Tony Miola, Tab Ramos. Move on. John Harkes. I mean, you want to talk about the birthplace of American soccer, Kearney, New Jersey. I know my dad fired up. Listen to that. Go Red Bulls. Listen, Red Bulls, they're due for a championship.
2: Wasn't Messi just there?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was
2: not fun. It was not fun. It was <laughs> fun. Were you working it? Were you working? Unfortunately, it? I was working, but not there. But yes, it was it was hectic. Uh poor Harrison, uh their PD, it was insane. Hoboken, too. Hoboken double with it crazy because that's where he stayed in the hotel. And there was everywhere you went, the traffic, talk about traffic and congestion. You did not want to be in Hoboken when Messi was there.
1: Yeesh. Um, my next one, Billy Ray. Someone kind of took it, but I got nothing. So, you don't have one? No, not at oh. the okay.
0: <laughs> You're th- <laughs> you'll get you'll get your last round pick. Wait, yeah. wait,
3: wait, wait, Matt, Matt. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, let's let's do a quick on the fly here. We'll give you one. All right. So this is Mount Rushmore. Here we go. Okay, this is Mount Rushmore. Who's on Mount Rushmore? Presidents, right? Right. Grover Cleveland is the only president. From New Jersey, and he served two Cedar terms. Grove, so right? stick him, stick him on the Rushmore here, Matt. Is he? Is he from Cedar Grove?
1: No, nah. Cedar. Uh, that's weird. If I know that, Grover Cleveland. You said Gro- uh, he's from Caldwell. Caldwell. Yep, close enough. But yep. so yeah, you're, just, uh, your your fill in. Should I use that? Gonna,
0: look, you don't have an option. You didn't come to any. You didn't come to the table with anything. So,
1: All right, Yeah. You know, no. I'll use
0: that one. one thing about New Jersey, we don't have time for you to. We don't have time to wait around for. Yeah, you. I
1: know. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. to
0: Virginia Tech.
1: No, you're right. Got you're to- right. Um, All right. So I'll just I'll just jump into it real quick. Yeah. What? Jump into what? We just gave you your pick.
3: Oh, I thought you wanted me to say it again. So Matt, you have you have no no no. We're gonna we're gonna let it. fly. we're gonna let it roll, Matt. You got to make sure that you have the very last pick. Make sure you have one for the last pick. I got it's it. When my
2: two picks are no, no BS and love. Right. right. Yes, those were your
0: last picks. You now have to make another pick. Right now? And, and it's just <laughs> –
1: Right now. Uh, you guys aren't up? No, you're up. Snake trap, bro. Wait, didn't he just go and... – I thought it was you, Billy.
4: But no, it's you, not guys really. picked, you guys Snake picked trap.
2: Bruce,
3: Frank – yeah, we got we got it all in the doc. Check the doc; it's on here.
2: We're keeping score. Oh shit! Yeah, I am up. All right, you are no BS, huh? Jersey, Sinatra, Bruce, broken. What am I gonna say here?
3: You could say I could bail you out. I have one. I mean,
2: you know, you like Anne Hathaway? She's from New Jersey. Joe yeah, that'll be my pick. Yeah, there we go. I'll get, I'll get Anne. Good old Anne.
0: I'm going to go with the Las Vegas of the East Coast. Everybody always complains about having to get on a plane for three hours and travel into Las Vegas because you want to put $150 on red. Why do that? When you can get on a car and you can drive oh, yourself no. right down to Atlantic City, you can get all the good food you can stop at Morton's you can get oh, a- right. you can get on the beach you can go do casinos you can do whatever you want. The Las Vegas of the East Coast is in New Jersey, Atlantic City,
3: New Jersey. Yeah. Perfect. I think that's an awful pick. <laughs> um i got delis dude delis oh, a, real, Dick. a real delicatessen in how many states can you can you walk on the main drag of a town and you walk up the steps you open the door and you're in a real delicatessen How many people even know, outside of New Jersey, what a delicatessen is? They don't. You go in there, you get your Taylor ham, you get your cold cuts, you get your slices of meat, you get your Italian deli sandwich. I mean, you don't get delis and you don't get diners. I don't know if that's an Easter egg for any of you guys, but uh, delis. That's my third pick. Oh man, back to back here. So I've already given you guys two people. So I don't want to do another person. I've done a food category. So I don't want to do it, do that either.
4: I think, uh, let's see
3: here. What can we do for our last pick? I think we just got to do the weirdness. You know, there's a there's a series of literature called Weird New Jersey, and uh, it has several stories and anecdotes about all the weird things about the state of New Jersey. And I think, you know, you have cultural differences in North Jersey, South Jersey. It is a melting pot. You You got the guys in Hudson County like Willie here. You got the guys down around Philly. Totally different. Types of people, but at the end of the day, they're all fired up to be from the weirdness of this state. Um, So I'm just gonna go with you know the overall the overall mystique. We'll go with the mystique of New Jersey. I can't
0: believe this is still on the board. And uh, Pat, I loved your pick about Denny's. That's why I always tweet a picture of Carl Emers when I get back home because nobody knows what it looks like. I'm gonna go with Taylor Ham. Everybody around the country says they love their bacon, egg, and cheese. We have something completely different, and it's so different that the state can't even agree on what it's called. If you ask me, it's Taylor Ham. There's no debate. But if you go down south to South Jersey or by the shore, it's pork roll. It is unbelievable. There's nothing like it. Okay. Spice it up. Imagine taking, imagine if ham and like uh, salami and bologna had a kid. And then you fry it in a skillet. Then you put it over some eggs with some cheese, with some salt, pepper, ketchup, and a bagel. Oh my gosh, Taylor ham egg and cheese—that is my final pick for the Mount Rushmore, New Jersey snake draft.
3: Willie, this is your last pick. And well you had done. about
0: ten minutes to think about it.
3: Billy, I just want to say before we get to Willie here, um, sure. Taylor ham egg and cheese is—it's way better than a bacon egg and cheese. No like, question. Like significantly. Better and I love a bacon, egg, and cheese, but you never really want to go back to a bacon, egg, and cheese if you become immersed in the Taylor Ham
2: uh, verbiage.
0: Willie K, last pick.
2: I gotta go with every single day. I pass it the Statue of Liberty when I drive into work. I got the beautiful view of it. Does that count? It's yeah. It kind of counts. Yes. There's absolutely. a lawsuit about it. It's like, yo, it's like right there, and every day I see it, beautiful. She's standing tall, and looking great. Every day I, I see her, and I got to say, that's – every day you look at it, and you're like, wow, she's right there, man. Lady Liberty,
0: hot. Woman Crush Wednesday.
2: Yeah.
0: That is our last pick. Take us home.
1: So – I like New Jersey's venues. And what I mean by that, sporting venues, concert venues, talking about PNC, talking about the Prudential Center, talking about MetLife. And MetLife specifically because it's one of those things that it's just like it sucks so much that it's fun. When you look at other stadiums (laughs) around the NFL or just in any other state, and then you look at like dull, gray, boring, dirty, gross, maggot-infested MetLife, but then you're in the parking lot there, having the best time of your life before the, you know, the giant game or whatever you're doing there. The so, lose,
4: yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Before watching the Giants lose forty to nothing on Sunday Night Football, but something about it, I, you know, I tell people it sucks, and then when I'm there, I'm like, this is mine, this this is ours, and you, you know, you take a little pride in that. It sucks so like bad that. that you love it. I miss Giant Stadium. I miss that, too. Awesome. Remember back in the diz when there was the Continental Airlines Arena? Then it was yes! the Rutherford, the IZOD Center. It became after that where the Devils and Nets used to
3: play. We used yep. to watch Jason Kidd, yeah. Vince Carter, and the Richard Kills. Jefferson, Kenyon Martin, Nanad Christich, Travis Best.
2: The old I school Devils. You. Who Brodor, was the
4: coach?
2: Lawrence Frank, dude. Scott Stevens. Actually, at halftime of a Nets game when I, I had to be like six or seven, we played a little basketball game in the Old Eyes Out Center. Jason Kidd was you on. One
0: of those, you were one of those goofy kids doing the halftime
2: basketball game? Oh, yeah. Richard Jefferson was playing. Oh, my God. He was awesome to us, you know. I mean, of course, we're interfering with everything, running around. They're trying to get ready for the second half and everything. But they all took their time to talk to us. Uh, we didn't ask for autographs because we didn't want to bother them. But they were really cool with us. That was a good time. Martin Bredor. Who else?
3: Hey, hey, Matt, two uh, venues. Six Flags Great Adventure. Is that a venue? You ever go down there? Yeah, I've been there. I was talking more like sporting concert
1: venues, but I'll count it. I feel like they they have events at Six Flags. Fry Fest, that's an event. I think. I haven't been there since I was 12. You
0: could say one more thing, and actually, we get a lot of crap for this. What about access? Talk about access. You have access to New York City. You have access to Philadelphia. And one of the things that are very underrated about New Jersey, I don't know if you'll agree with me, Matt and Willie. I think NJ Transit, I've experienced other public transit. Matt, 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 not to be mean. i I've, I've more well-traveled than you. MARTA in Atlanta is but a disaster.
1: You take, you take NJ Transit more than I do?
0: No, but you don't have the experience at other places. At Damn. other places, that's what I'm saying. That's not a slight, but I'm saying NJ Transit gets a lot of gets a lot of grief God. from people in New nah. Jersey. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else and try to get a try to get on a train. Okay, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to pour bleach on the seat before you sit down. Okay, we we can lay them back.
1: He can move the things.
0: I
2: mean, it's, yeah, it's 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 called the New
1: York City beautiful. subway.
0: That's
2: true. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah train not so bad. I mean, many times in college, I've taken the path and everything in the whole bulk and all that. Um, I mean, if, if you're taking the train into sea caucus or you're leaving sea caucus to go into New York, it's it's not usually it's that not, not great, but it's not definitely not that bad. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I should be grateful for what we have. <laughs> yeah, literally everything's right there. You know, it's yeah I mean, run pretty almost twenty four seven, and I mean. I mean if you want to go into Madison Square Garden you jump on it you're home within 10 15 minutes. You know, if yeah you right if
0: you have if you have if you have 500 to go watch the Knicks when they've won, you know, 10 games out of the last 30 you get <laughs> 500 ball tickets. If I'm not seeing Billy Joel, I'm not going to Madison Square Garden. Guys, that's a podcast. This was one of the most interesting ones that we've ever done. Um, we cannot wait to see all of you in your orange shirts in Piscataway. We have another podcast coming out later on this week, Behind Enemy Lines. I will be on with Sam Jesse previewing the game uh, with Todrick Hunt from NJ.com. Willie, Matt, love your Virginia Tech affiliation. I love both of you guys. Can't wait to see you guys. And um, let's beat Rutgers.
4: Reach out to you